0: Hello, Not About Us listeners. We are going to do a conversation podcast today. Today is December 18th, and we're coming at you live from my living room. But anyway, (laughs) this is Brad. And this is Scott. And
1: this is Not About Us.
0: Hi, Scott. Hi, Brad. <laughs> Time for a conversation. <laughs> Be honest with you. I don't know if I have a whole lot uh, I'm, I'm in my head right yet, but this happens sometimes. I don't have anything right off the bat, but then, man, if we get the spirit in here and things get flowing, it, it just comes. Well, cool. I've got several
1: things on my heart, so maybe I will inspire something when I uh, throw some things at you that are, that are deep in your heart that God has.
0: Awesome. Awesome. Well, in that case, we better get this off on the right, uh, right, right, the uh, uh, that word's hard. <laughs> we should get this off to the right start. <laughs> um, forgive me everyone real quick. I will just mention, um, I've had a migraine for like two days and yeah. I'm feeling really good right now, but I still have the, uh. Uh, the lingering effects, and some of those are. Uh, my comprehension may not be the best right now, but anyway, <laughs> let's get who this is really about. Let's I say g- the correct thing, and then I
1: finish with the wrong strawberry. <laughs> That's
0: yes, <laughs> but that uh, Jar- I'm
1: trying to do Jarvis there. Iron Man three.
0: <laughs> but let's uh, let let's get the prayer. Let's get the invitation. Let's get let's get uh, the spirit in here, and maybe he can help even with my confusion.
1: Hallelujah. We thank you, Yahweh. We thank you. We don't have to be perfect. And thank God for that, because we're not. Uh, We screw up all the time. And hallelujah, I thank you, God. I praise you and I thank you. Because in the midst of our screw-ups, you shine brighter, because... Yes, we are showing. This is not about us. Yes, uh, if if it were about us, it would go nowhere. Uh, I just, I just thank you. You get all the glory you, for God. any good that comes out of this, and that that's awesome. Uh, I, I just, you're so awesome. You're so wonderful. We just thank you so much for that confirmation that that you are great. It 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 is so heartening to see any good thing come out of this uh, for reasons like this. When we screw up all the time, it just, it shows us, uh, Brad and I, and I hope to all the listeners, that this is really all about you.
0: Absolutely.
1: That you are the author of our salvation, that you are the, the creator of all that is good and holy, and and this really is your work in play not ours so i just thank you god i embrace my screw ups i embrace my faults uh just uh, for the simple fact that it 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 gives me pleasure and 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 it and it gives my spirit a lift to know that that you're doing mighty wonderful things in all of this. Hallelujah.
0: Hallelujah. Yeah, even when we're not, God is always on the move. And he's doing amazing things. And thank you God for that. Thank you for not leaving it up to us because <laughs> we would we can't get uh we can't get to your level, God. Uh you had to come to our level. Yeah which, thank God you did, thank God you want us. You know, I, I sometimes, I sometimes in my prayer, uh, the words come out, you know, thank you for being my God because no other God could do. When I think of the stories of other gods, uh, you know, l- lowercase g gods, and I think about how a lot of them are just very human, very selfish, very evil very you know only out for themselves what if just just imagine it for just a moment even though it's a terrible imagine a terrible thought but just imagine if any one of those gods was the real god and mm-hmm. they were just selfish and cruel and and that's what we had to deal with that we were just placed here for the amusement of abuse mhm but instead, we got the blessing of the almighty God, yeah. Yahweh. We've got a God who, who is love. I mean, I don't know. It's just sometimes that thought pops into my head, just how blessed we truly are Yeah, that we have the God that we do.
1: I've said it before. I don't believe this because... Uh, My parents believed it uh, because I live in America and this is supposedly a Christian nation uh, because of, of cultural distinction, anything like that. I believe what I do because I have a scientific mindset and I follow the evidence where it goes and reality shows me that Yahweh is God and that Yeshua is his son and that he did come to die for us. And I just thank God that it is reality. Because Brad, like you said, oh my goodness, what if Zeus really was the head of the pantheon of gods? How horrific would that be? As as petty and as selfish and as much of a jerk as he was, and then all of the gods just abusing us to their own delights, and and any number, actually every other religious system including atheism and mankind as being god is is nothing nothing but selfishness and pettiness and vulgar base ambitions uh and and torment and hatred and it's thank god thank you yahweh god uh, just the fact that you could have been that way you're god you are Above all, you have all power. You could toy with us. You could wipe us out. You could hurt us if you felt like it for your own amusement and you decided to love us.
0: And to be fair, we deserve it. Yes. <laughs> we def- we deserve to be wiped out. We're we are not good yet. You still you still want us and you still love us and you would still die for us. Just yeah, we we are truly blessed to have to have the god that we have. I uh I mean in all of all the ancient cultures, you know, if you counted them all up, there's probably over 100,000 different lower G gods. I mean, some cultures mm-hmm. had a god for everything that you could possibly imagine. Yeah. And uh <laughs> and if any one of them had been the real thing, man we would be in so much trouble but we have a god that uh, this this is what i also find fascinating we also have a god that says listen you don't even really have to do anything i'm giving you a free gift mhm you know i mean i'm giving you a free gift to come back and be with me forever and ever you know that 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 right there is also amazing that we we, uh, I mean, I don't want to shortchange it. You, you got to repent. You got to put your trust in Him. But it's yours and it's free. You don't have to, because this is this is what always this is what always confused me um, when I was growing up with even the Christian uh, church. Is how many good deeds get me into heaven? You know, and the truth is, mm-hmm. none. Yeah, <laughs> you know, it, it's not works. It's because we have a merciful, loving God uh, who's giving us that free gift. Absolutely. You know, so it's just, I, I, I guess that's where I'm at right now, Scott. I didn't know I was going to go there, but that's, that's where I'm at. And See, I'm, you had something to provide here. <laughs> I'm, just, uh, I'm in just in awe of the fact that we have the God that we have. Well,
1: why don't I jump in? I do actually have a shout out today. Why don't I throw that out before we go on any further?
0: throw it out there
1: now this one i have to give credit to my son uh matthew who has promised me that at some point he will be on this uh podcast too he will join us so be looking forward to him one of these times but he uh he asked me to watch a uh another show another podcast the ben shapiro show i don't know how many of you are familiar with that I had heard about it I'm not a hater I I just had no real interest and in in fact in our last podcast I mentioned Rush Limbaugh and I was praying for him I used to listen to Rush you know uh, decades ago you know it's been a long time and had nothing against him I just got tired of that kind of thing because those kind of shows look to politics uh, for the answers you know for a lot of things and I just didn't want to go there I just, you know, not that I hated their philosophies and their ideas, and I thought they were, a lot of them, again, were correctly identifying some wrongs and some errors uh, with the politics of the United States of America and so on and so forth. But all of their solutions were political, and they weren't based on the reality of, of God being who he is and, and where we do need to focus our real attention and he gave me three short things. I say short. Each one was about an hour and a half long. And he said, I want you to check these out and tell me what you think. So I listened to the first one, and it was just a podcast of them uh, live on this last election night uh, as the votes were coming in, supposedly. And... And I found it interesting, and I found it fascinating uh, from a historical standpoint, now knowing where we stand and uh, how um, uh, the fraud that has happened and how Biden is is trying to pull a coup and uh, steal this country away. and And because it was amazing, you know, going back and just watching the numbers as they were happening and listening to the comments about different things. Uh, and so that w- it was fascinating from a political standpoint. But again, I was just kind of left with, well, these are intelligent people, and you know, I, I, I like what they have to say and things like that. But again, it wasn't it, it didn't hold answers for me. It didn't hold truth. It didn't fulfill me. Uh, it was it kind of fell into the same, old griping and complaining uh, of the recognition of the corruption and a lot of the junk that has infiltrated our society and, and our nation, uh, which I approved of. I, I, I believe they correctly analyzed a lot of the problems. But then I listened to the second one he sent me. And that was an interview. It's called a Sunday special. They do, every Sunday they interview a different person and they interviewed a man named Jeremy Boring, who actually is a part of the Ben Shapiro show, who actually is uh, one of the, I, I don't know what they call him exactly. I don't know if he's a CEO. I don't know if he's a board member. I don't know. He's he's definitely a, a founder, an originator. I, I, he's, he's He's definitely an integral part of the show, but I don't know exactly in what way. But again, we are... A small little nothing, this this little podcast does not have hundreds of thousands or millions of viewers. So Jeremy Boring, I very much doubt you're listening. But if you are, I want to say thank you. Because in that one interview, and I listened to your testimony, and I heard the heart of a man who... Who really wanted to know God and wanted to chase God and wanted God's plan for his life to come to fruition. And at the end of that interview, uh, Mr. Boring, it made me want to be a better person. It made me self analyze and take stock of things that were in my life that I knew were just selfishness, but I wanted to justify away because I enjoyed them. And it made me stop and get rid of some things in my life and rededicate myself to chasing God, which I didn't expect in a political program. Um, Again, this was not so much political, it was just an interview. Uh, So you were just honest in your own history and your own life and some of the, the ways in which God has moved in you and some of the miraculous things that, you know, that, that happened in your life to get you to where you are and how God's hand has moved. And, and it just made me thank God that, yes, for people who are faithful and people who are seeking and people who are, are being honest to what they are in him, he will move and he will put you where he wants you to be and it just, I just thank you for being honest and and saying what you did in that interview uh, because again, it made me stop. I finished the interview and I just got down on my knees and I said, God, he's right. You're right. I haven't been putting enough my faith in you. I've been chasing a lot of the wrong things. And so Jeremy Borland I just say thank you, and I appreciate you for doing that.
0: I've, uh, I've been a fan of the Ben Shapiro show for some time now. It's, uh, it's funny because it is very political, of course, but what I always found interesting is whether he knows he's doing it or not, Ben Shapiro mentions a lot of things that are then picked up on some of my other sites, he reports about some of the other things that uh, on my other sites they're watching for prophecy that they're also picking up on. So whether he knows it huh. or not, Ben Shapiro is reporting on prophecy stuff. Of course, he's doing it from a political lens, but I just I I, I find it interesting that there is at least some truth in his show. And, <laughs> this this is completely off track, but I uh, I went to get a sandwich at a. McAllister's, um, it's I I don't know if it's a chain where you are, but uh, it's a little delis, soups, potatoes, those they are uh, baked potatoes, that kind of stuff. And I walked in and there's a young lady behind the counter and uh, she, she gets like kind of excited and she's like, oh, uh, oh man, has anyone ever told you, you look just like Ben Shapiro? <laughs> now, I don't see it. I see it a little bit. I see it a little bit, but, uh, but I I was, I, I, I was momentarily shocked because I don't do very well when people give me a compliment or if like someone's being flirty or something like that. I, I don't understand how to handle that. I've never been good about that. So I, I immediately just, you know, kind of stumble out some words about, well, if I have to look like somebody, I guess that's a good one. Um, but the truth is, yeah, it's not so bad. I I, I don't mind Ben Shapiro. <laughs> I have not yet watched that interview, so I will have to do that. And uh...
1: Now, I find that funny because I told you about this. I believe I told you about this, Brad. But one of the reasons my son sent that particular one to me, and he made a note. He said, uh, watch this second one. Uh, Jeremy Borland reminds me of
0: Brad. Oh, this is the guy you were talking about.
1: Yes. And I listened to it, and I went, oh, my goodness, I get where Matthew's coming from because a lot of <laughs> – you, you just have to, to watch it yourself. Go Google The Ben Shapiro Show Sunday Special with Jeremy Boring, and his last name is B-O-R-E-I-N-G. Uh, and if you want to watch it yourself, you can. I, I definitely encourage you to. But in that one, you know, he just talks about some of the weird things in his life that happened where he was just going along – not not minding his business doing his job you know looking for work things like that and things just happened things just fell into place things just miraculously came to him and set themselves up and lined themselves up and it reminded me a lot of your story Brad with you know where you are now and looking back and going oh my goodness this just I prayed for this and years later, this happened, and I didn't recognize that this was the hand of God moving. And this led me to this, which led me to this, which led me to this. And everything had to perfectly fall in place to be where I am now and and that kind of thing. And I was like, Matt, I was telling my son, Matthew, I said, yeah, you're right. The testimony just kind of, it kind of fits. And Matthew goes, oh, I wasn't talking about that at all. I just kind of thought he looked and <laughs> talked like him. <laughs> like, oh, oh, all right, well, I'll
0: take that too. <laughs> <laughs> that's funny you you had told me that part I didn't realize it was uh from this interview on the Ben Shapiro show so that that's that story was <laughs> <laughs> that sometimes happens we do things separate and then when we talk about them it's like oh there's a connection there I uh so I think it's funny that
1: someone looked at you and said you look like Ben Shapiro <laughs> because my son went no you look like Jeremy Borland <laughs> And I yeah. don't think
0: they look alike. <laughs> so obviously somebody's wrong. But, but yeah, I just uh I've never been good when people give me and I assume it's a compliment because when I walked in she she I think she thought I was really him and she got momentarily excited and then it was kind of a compose yourself and by the way, has anyone ever told you you look like Ben Shapiro? Like <laughs> like I think she was disappointed. It wasn't true, <laughs> but, uh, but yeah, I, I, cause at, at that point I was a fan of Ben Shapiro, but honestly, I never, I, I didn't really know what he looked like that well. Cause I, uh, I, I listened to the podcasts and whatnot, or, you know, listen uh-huh. to, uh, listen to it in like my car. Um, and they might be YouTube videos, but I'm obviously not watching. I'm just listening through the speakers, but, uh, So I looked him up and I was like, "Yeah, okay, he's not—he's not so bad." So,
1: (laughs) you know, now that you mention that, I did when my son said, "I want you to check this out." I felt like I'd heard that name before. I knew about him, and I wondered where. Now I'm realizing, oh, you talked about him, and I just never put the two to uh, the the never connected the two.
0: Yeah, here or there, he like I said, I I don't necessarily watch it because uh, uh, everything that they do because. Like you, I don't, I'm not so heavy into politics. Um, um, okay, that's, how do I want to phrase this? Basically, I don't care. Because at the end of the day, I know who sits on the throne. You know, what's going on in this country and whatnot, I I want to pay attention just for the simple fact that I I need to know, but Mm -hmm. also, um, I want to also see if I can figure out how the enemy is working so I can keep up on that as well, um, and also, I watch a lot of like uh, who I people who I think are truthful, mm-hmm. and a lot of prophecy people because I want to see how God is moving. Uh, I just I'm curious about all of it, um, but uh, yeah, no, I I appreciate Ben Shapiro for for the times that he does produce a lot of truthful fruit, um, and I'm anxious to watch that one now. You sent it to me, so I have it. I just need to watch it.
1: Now, another thing I kind of wanted to talk about, and we have just recorded another uh, revelation and another Genesis before this podcast, and I mentioned a little bit there, and I'm going to mention now. Parents who are listening to this, if you want to pause this for a second and hear what I'm about to say, if you don't want your kids to listen, I'm going to give you that fair opportunity. So pause it for the moment. I'm gonna assume you had a chance to pause it, and I'm gonna keep talking, so you're hearing me, you can decide whether you want your kids to keep hearing this or not. Let me talk about the truth about Santa Claus for a moment. So nothing vulgar, nothing. not gonna get any, anything dirty, but I am gonna tell the truth about Santa Claus, and a lot of people don't like to hear it. And part of what I'm gonna talk about is the fact that it amazes me that we as Christians who uphold truth and righteousness. And we acknowledge uh, Jesus saying, I am the way, the truth, and the life. And how much the Bible and the word of God speaks against lying, we hold to this lie. And I know a lot of people will say, oh, come on, it's just out of fun. It's just out of, you know, whatever. But what I really want to talk about is the fact that A lie is a lie, and we might not recognize why it matters, but that doesn't mean it doesn't. And I want to go back to the late, great Walter Payton. Uh, For those of you who don't live in the United States of America, or who live in America and don't care at all about sports and have nothing to do with them, Walter Payton is one of the greatest NFL running backs of all time. And some would argue he's the greatest running back, and some would argue he's even the greatest NFL player of all time. He was, he was that good. His nickname was called Sweetness because uh, he was just he was sweet. You just <laughs> loved, you just loved to watch him. Everything he did was pure joy. It was just it was just sweetness to watch him play, and watch him move and cut and, and just it was amazing to see that man in action and he had a charity in the Chicago area. He was a member of the Chicago Bears and uh, he stayed in Chicago upon retirement while he was playing and after he was retired, he had a charity Uh, and I believe that charity is still going. I'm not 100% certain, but I believe it's still active. They give presents to needy kids in the Chicago area and in his biography, I believe it was an autobiography. I think it was written when he was still alive with him involved, but I'm not entirely certain. Uh, But he talks about how the myth of Santa Claus hurts kids. And he said, now those of us growing up in suburban United States with plenty of food, with parents with good jobs, and we had nice houses, weren't even ultra rich. We were just just well off as far as the world is concerned. Uh, even some of the most poor among us here in America still have uh, uh, an incredible amount of wealth when compared to the rest of the world. But he talked about those people who, these kids are growing up in a situation where their parents can't even pay the rent. They're struggling just to put food on the table. They're, they're working Maybe a single mom is working three jobs just to just eking by, trying to do what she can to raise her kids. And she's got no money for toys. Or the you know, the the dad has been laid off and they don't know what they're gonna do. And there's no money to give their kids a good Christmas. But the kids say that's all right. You know why? Because Santa's magical. And Santa doesn't need money. Santa lives in the North Pole and just makes toys from magic and brings them on Christmas Eve for all the good boys and girls. And the only reason, the only reason that I won't get a toy at Christmas time is if I'm bad. And then when Christmas comes and they get nothing it reinforces the fact that they're bad. And a kid that doesn't get a gift at Christmas time, because of the Santa Claus myth, believes that Santa Claus has called him an evil person. And he starts to believe it. And he says, This is, and Walter Payton in his book said, Guys, this is what this is doing to kids. And and he goes on to say, am I saying that this is the sole reason that kids become gang members and rebellious and, and end up in jail? He said, no, but it is definitely one of the causes. It's definitely one of the factors. It definitely helps reinforce everything else negative going on in their life. Santa Claus himself has put the stamp on this kid's forehead that says bad. And so they believe it and they believe they're bad people. So guys, um, I I can tell you this. When I was raising my kid, I told him the truth about Santa. I said, yeah, it's fun. You can go ahead and have fun with the whole mythology. Go ahead and and have fun with Santa Claus in the same way you have fun with Spider-Man and Peter Pan and and Mickey Mouse and what have you. Um, But they're not real, they're just fun. I told him he didn't have to hate Santa Claus. He just had to understand that that's all it was, was just a story and just fun. Now, every one of you listening, all of you adults, you know that to be true. But how many of you would get upset with me if I told that truth to your children? Because you know what? I had a lot of parents come to me and say, you've got to stop telling your kid to tell my kid that Santa Claus isn't real. And what I wanted to say to all of them, what I said to a few of them is why? Why do I have to tell my son to avoid telling the truth? Why do I have to tell my son to embrace a lie? Now, we all know the answers that they gave me. You all know it it's not really a lie it's uh no it's just fun for the kids how how dare you ruin their fun guys I can tell you from my own experience not just the story I gave you with Walter Payton from my own experience when I got to the age where I realized the whole Santa thing is a fraud the whole Santa thing is a scam the whole Santa thing is a lie when I realized my parents had fed this to me all my life, for about a year and a half, I consciously stopped trusting them. For about a year and a half, I, I, mean, I ended up having to forgive them, literally go to God and forgive them and say, I understand now, I got old enough that I could go, I understand what they were trying to do, as misguided as they were, I understand what they were trying to do. I forgive them, I let it go. But there was a good year and a half there where I questioned everything they told me because you lied to me about Santa. How can I believe you when you say this or that or the other thing? And I love my parents, I do. I thank God for my parents. They were doing what everyone else in society was doing. Is just, and they thought it was good, clean, fun for the kids. And it devastated me, as it did many of you who are listening. Now, the reason I bring all of this up is because this, we're in that time of year. Uh, we're recording this December 18th. Uh, It's a week from December 25th when Santa's supposed to come to all the good kids of the world. If I felt this way about Santa Claus, I mean, this is Santa. He's an obvious myth. I mean, he's not real. What are the lies we're telling our kids about Jesus? What are the lies that we're feeding and, and if, think about it this way, if I had the, I had angry reactions from parents. Now, I wasn't telling my son, go preach the gospel of Santa Claus. He was just being honest when he was playing with his kids and the Santa Claus came up. He wasn't saying, you know, oh yeah, I'm, I'm asking Santa for this and this. He was just saying, nah, Santa's not real. I'm not worried about it. And just kind of moving on. And the kids were going, what, what do you mean Santa's not real? And in honest conversations that kids would have, he was just telling them. He had no reason to think, I need to withhold this information. Uh, But I got angry parents coming to me, telling telling me to shut my kid up. How much more violent, how much more angry do you think the reactions would be when we find out that we have things wrong about Jesus, and that we have been following myths, not reality. And I've been holding off from saying this for a long time because I know it's going to upset a lot of people, and I know it's going to make people angry with me. And I've been waiting for a long time so hopefully you've been listening to the podcast for a while, you've come to a place where you say, Okay, maybe I, I do disagree with him, but I'm gonna I at least I appreciate his heart and what he's trying to do. So whether you agree with me or not, I've come to a place where I've completely given up on Christmas and Easter. And uh, Brad, feel free to chime in at any time. I know I've been kind of dominating the conversation here lately. I didn't intend to. Uh, feel free to jump in with anything.
0: The only couple things I'll mention real quick. Um I remember being very young and discovering the truth about Santa Claus. And then I had, I was put into him at a very young age. I was put into an awkward position and a moral dilemma. I was told by my mother that yes, Santa Claus is not real, but you need to make sure not to say that to anyone else. You need to tell other kids that he is real. Yeah. And... That's a really difficult moral place to be put in when you've been told up to this point in your life that lying is wrong. Mm -hmm. And now I'm being told lying is wrong. Lie.
1: Yeah. Make sure you go along with this lie.
0: You know, it, it was a very difficult, um, I mean, I still remember it. I was, I was very upset when I found out, um, the truth, um, I threw a terrible temper tantrum, and I was a fairly quiet kid. I didn't really throw really uh, not too many bad temper tantrums, but this was a full-on, full-blown temper tantrum. I ran to my room and slammed my door and cried, and, and uh, when, I, when I was devastated because uh, you just told me there is no such thing as magic. And telling a kid that there is no such thing as magic is, is is is, uh, you're you're it's it's heartbreaking as a child. But then, as an adult looking back, what I what I wish would have happened was I had been told the truth, not been put into a into a moral dilemma at such a young age. But also, if you want to teach your kids about magic, teach them about the miracles. Mm-hmm. If you want to teach you know if if you want your kids to see see uh magic in the world around them then explain to them how God is in everything around them and explain how God is awesome. But anyway, um uh continue on Scott. I know where you're going and and I will chime in when I feel the urge. Well, I don't want to
1: go I suppose not too deep with it right now. I am not going to get into the history of Christmas and Easter and all that kind of thing like I could. Uh, Basically, what I want to say is is this. We've gone over the feasts of the Lord. We've gone over things like that in other, other podcasts. God gave us special instructions on how we were to celebrate, on how we were to love on how we were to worship him. And it wasn't just the feast, it's scattered throughout the Bible. And he gave those to us for specific reasons. They revealed him. And because we've lost that, we've lost the picture of who he is in a lot of these celebrations. A lot of people, when I try to tell them about this, they come back with, well, I have the freedom to celebrate God any way I want. First of all, that's mostly true. We are limited in some of the ways we can do it. Uh, And again, maybe this is a separate podcast that we should go into at some point, the history of all this and, 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 and where this is coming from. But God does say things like, I do not want you to find out how the pagans worship and then do what they're doing and say you're doing it to me. I don't want you to do the same thing they do and just say that you're doing it to me. That's not what I want you to do. And this is a huge teaching I'm not gonna get into all right here, but I think the main reason is we lose what he gave us in the first place when we go off on that tangent. Truth. I could celebrate the birth of Jesus Christ any day of the year. July 23rd, I could get together and say, Brad, let's celebrate the fact that Jesus came and, and was born for us today. We could do that. We, absolutely, we could. On October 5th, we could get together and say, you know what? Today, let's just be thankful for the fact that Jesus came and died for us on a cross and rose again. Absolutely, we can do that. And on December 25th, we can be thankful for all that God has given to us. You better believe it, we can. I'm not telling you all to stop loving God. I'm not telling you to stop worshiping. I'm not telling you to not appreciate the fact that he came and died for us on a cross, that he came as a child in a manger, became one of us. I'm not telling you to stop caring. But when I say I've given up on Christmas and Easter, it's because those two particular holidays are wrapped in paganism and they're wrapped in images that have nothing to do with God. We have gotten rid of the way that God told us to worship. We have gotten rid of all the things God did that revealed himself truly and we've replaced them with images such as the Easter Bunny, uh, such as Santa Claus, uh, who I don't believe is an evil character. I'm not saying, oh, everyone hate on Santa Claus. I'm just saying that's not in the Bible. That's not what God said. Focus on this man, Santa Claus, because he reveals my son.
0: I read a book called The Biography of Santa Claus, Um and it was it was to the best of the author's ability and through lots of research, they were trying to figure out um, all of the roots of Santa Claus and how we got the current version that we have and Santa Claus that we currently have is almost kind of like the version of Jesus we have nowadays. It's a very uh polished likable version um that uh, will never be upset with us and will always love us and uh, will never judge us and, you know, is totally okay with us doing whatever we want to do. Uh, it's very much that kind of thing. Uh, the sources, uh, uh, hit the, the root of Santa Claus, uh, some of them are kind of dark. Some of them mm-hmm. were very evil, very dark, yeah, very pagan. Um and this is just the just this is just the tradition of santa claus not about the actual i mean we could get into the to you know dagon the the god that the you know we, we could get into the other right. stuff that we could do in, in a whole other podcast um that also represents who uh santa is kind of what about and what and what december 25th is really about but but uh, no, I, I if you're int- at all interested, I recommend it. It was, I, I found it a fascinating read. Just in a, just in, a, I was curious because uh, I was de- I was definitely very well into my uh, relationship chase with God at this point when I read that book. But I was just curious. I was trying to figure out where did it diverge. How did it diverge so badly that it that Jesus Christ is barely even mentioned anymore on December 25th it's it's really become the mm-hmm. the uh, what I want to say the the pumped up commercialization of you know it, 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 we I actually recently on a Christian radio station uh, one of the hosts recommended that since this year has been so crazy with COVID and everything else it's been almost impossible to uh get all the thanksgiving decorations out and get uh, get them put away in time to put out all the christmas decorations and really she thinks we should just call it one big holiday from thanksgiving to christmas it should just be thanksmas and i don't know if you realize but that's uh this is a christian station that in a way just said take christ out of christmas let's call it thanks miss. I, I just, I'm just amazed that, uh, uh, that a Christian person, uh, doesn't make that connection there. Um, but yeah, no, it, it's, it's all based upon a lie and all lies, mm-hmm. all lies will eventually, uh, be brought to truth and all lies have cracks. And, and the longer that we keep this going, it's just the worst it's going to be for our children.
1: Now, fortunately, I have seen, just like the Feast of the Lord, a lot of people coming to the realization of what this is all about and walking away from it the way I have. And I've walked away from a lot more that I'm not going to get into right now because I'll upset a lot more people, uh, maybe one step at a time. And I'm not going to get into, as I said and Brad alluded to here, not going to get into all the specifics of what this particular holiday and Easter actually come from and actually mean? that That's a huge undertaking and I don't wanna just throw some pieces out here that sound unsubstantiated and unconfirmed and, and, and all of that kind of thing. The real impetus of why I'm bringing this up is I'm asking each and every one of you, where are your hearts? Where is your search for truth? Are you honestly looking for truth real truth or are you looking for comfort are you looking for that which feels good and assuages your ego or uh, is a nice warm comforter uh, makes you just feel good just like santa claus it was a lie and the lie as every lie does, causes painful results in the end. Whether it's what Walter Payton was talking about, children believing the lie so they believe they really are bad. Whether it's like, like Brad and I both talked about, getting angry when you find out the truth and thinking you can't trust people anymore. Uh, the people who fed you these lies and treated them as if they were real, then why can you trust anything else they have to say? That was just Santa Claus. Think about the lie, the lies we've been fed about God and what we believe in him. I mean, think about it this way. Guys, we all know it to be true. We've got a hundred different denominations out there who all have a completely different truth, and all of them say, we've got truth, everyone else is messed up. I mean, think about that for a second. Why do we believe we're the only ones with absolute truth? We're all messed up. That's all I'm asking is understand understand that when a lie is revealed, that you should thank God that he's giving you truth to correct you because he loves you and he wants you to come deeper into truth because he is truth. And that place of truth is so much more wonderful than the lie. Don't get angry. Don't get angry when the lie is revealed. Oh, you can get angry at the the lie giver. You can get angry at the lie itself and how dare it try to deceive you. But don't get angry with the truth. I understand. Believe me, I understand that place of warmth, that place of security, those wonderful memories of the lie. I do understand that. And it still feels good to remember that. But it was a lie. And there is a greater truth.
0: Well, the hypocrisy of sugarcoating it and saying it's for Jesus Christ, but then you don't even include Jesus in any of your ceremony. Mm -hmm. You know, that bothers me too. So (laughs) that's where I'm at. I'm totally, totally cool if... If we all get together and we decide, we don't know the exact date, so we're going to say it's this date, and we're all going to just pray and put a lot of positive energy and celebrate Jesus, but we should be doing that every day anyway. Exactly.
1: The people who say that, well, I can celebrate Jesus any day, and I can be thankful that, that he came for me any day, so I'm just going to do it on December 25th. I'm, like, I'm always like, okay, then why aren't you doing it every other day of the year? Exactly. You know, uh, my point is... Again, not those of you who are getting together on December 25th to worship Jesus's birth, I'm not telling you to stop. I'm not up on my soapbox saying, how dare you, you evil, vile people. I am not saying that. You can do that every day of the year. All right, let's 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 make a pact right now. May 17th, we're gonna worship Jesus's birth. Sure, we can do that. I can, thank God, for what he did for me each and every day of the year. I'm just saying this holiday and all of the fixtures around it, they're not what God intended to be revealed about himself. And we're missing that. We're missing that. We've gotta find the truth of who he is. This is just one example there's so many other things other than this particular holiday compared with the Feast of the Lord and the real things that he told us to do.
0: Well, I saw a comparison when you were talking about um, kids thinking that they're bad because they didn't get any presents from Santa. Mm-hmm. Um, I've, I have have not done it for a while now, but I'd, I had done some research about um, when did anxiety and depression uh, when was that on the rise, and 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 you can see a clear picture that anxiety, depression, it's uh it's the highest now than it ever ever has been. And my research, of course, was United States of the America, but I'm pretty sure I remember reading that it's on the rise and it's the highest it's ever been in every country on this planet. But uh, I, I I saw a trend. The theory of evolution is. Started is taught in school, Mm -hmm. and slowly over the decades—not slowly, it was actually fairly quick. Fairly quick over the decades, anxiety, depression, and uh, violent like actions, school shootings, and mass shootings, and those kind of things have greatly increased. Now, I'm not saying that that is uh, the 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 cause. Uh, I'm saying it definitely probably helps because here's the thing. I'll go
1: forward and say it is a cause.
0: It's definitely a cause. Here's the thing. If you tell people, if you tell people that they are an animal, if you tell them this lie that they are an animal over and over and over again, eventually they're going to start believing it. And an animal doesn't have a purpose.
1: Mm-hmm. So when
0: you're telling a person that they don't have a purpose and that they're an animal, they're going to start acting like it. You tell those poor little kids in Chicago that they're bad kids and you tell them that every single year when they don't get no presents, eventually they're going to start really believing they're bad. Uh, you know, I mean, there's other factors that come into play, but it, 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 that's truth. If you tell people they don't have a purpose, that they don't matter, and that they're animals, and you tell them that they're bad, they hear it enough, they start to believe it. Mm -hmm. And and the evidence is clear. Anxiety, depression on the rise, and violent actions on the rise. So, you know, there's an example for you. Yeah. But you teach people uh, the truth about the gospel. You teach people that they, they do have a purpose. And more than that, there's a loving, awesome, wonderful God that cares for them and wants a relationship with them. You know, I I would I would love to be able to um, be able to convince this whole country to change course and let's try that. Let's let's for the next thirty years, let's just try teaching only God and how He loves you and 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 uh, how he is in control, and how you do have a purpose. I, I would be curious to see what would happen. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Unfortunately, that's a uh, that's a, a dream, because humans are in control. That would never happen. But Yeah.
1: <laughs> as, as you said, humans are in control. That wouldn't happen. That goes against the agenda of the world viewpoint. Yep. Which leads me to my my last statement that I'll make here. I'm not not ending this, Brad, if you want to go on, but uh, guys, we got to be hungry for the truth. we got to be hungry for the truth. Right here in this country, I mentioned it before um, in in another podcast. I don't know if I mentioned it earlier in this one or, or it was another one that we just recorded, but right now, truth is that President Donald Trump was elected as president again in this country. The lie says it was stolen. The lie says that Biden has become president. There is great fraud going on. There is, the Bible says in the last days, people will hate the truth and they will love the lie. Guys, we're in the last days. That's why I'm encouraging you. You've got to be lovers of truth. The lie is destroying this country is attempting to destroy this country now i'm praying that god's people will hit their knees in this country and and that will be overturned but even if it's not it doesn't mean i will stop believing the truth that god is in charge and that god has a plan and that god is using whatever for a purpose i pray for mercy but if Biden wins, maybe this is judgment. Maybe this is the beginning of the beast. Maybe this is the beginning of great tribulation. I don't know. I don't know. I'm just saying we have to be hungry for truth. And we have to reject the lie wherever it comes.
0: Yeah. And if uh, if it is time for tribulation... I just spoke quite a bit about that in Revelation 9, so mm-hmm. maybe uh, give that one a listen. Yeah, uh, definitely. Because tribulation is uh, negative and scary,
1: but... Not saying this is tribulation. the tribulation period about to hit us in a few minutes, months, days, whatever, but I do believe we're getting closer and closer, and the birth pangs are getting more and more frequent and stronger and stronger. Whether we're God's grace is going to give us a little more time where we're about to end up in it right now in America, I know other places in the world have been going through it far longer
0: but well, even uh, it's not the big tribulation we do have we we found out that tribulation is pressure, yes, and we do have pressure coming in from all points even mm-hmm. even the wealthiest person has pressure in their life yep. Um, so we're all going through tribulation of some sort, we're all, we all feel some sort of pressure, mm-hmm. pressure crushing down on us. It's when the pressure gets to the point that we don't see any, any way to escape it, that there's no, yeah. there's no chance that we're going to be able to survive it. That's when we put our faith in God, because we know that we can't, but he can.
1: Very glad you said that, because that's kind of what inspired this whole speech today, because, of what's going on in the United States of America right now, uh, with the coup attempt from Biden uh, and and the Democratic Party in this nation, uh, I've been I've been very depressed for a while. It's it's. I got to admit to you, someone came into my place of work the other day and just very brightly, very very, with with hope in her eyes and very excitedly said, "Did you hear?" the electoral college has just named biden president and i just went quiet because i was at work i didn't want to state what was you know what was going through my head you know you, you don't you don't want to bring politics into a place like that with with your customers you know with whatever but i just got very quiet but if i would have said something what i would have said was ma'am in 2020 in the year 2020, with every other horrible thing that's happened this year, in this year, 2020, that is the single most depressing thing that I have heard all year. And I, I just, I wept because, you know, if Biden had won a true election, I would have said, all right, that's what America wants. The fact that it was stolen, the fact that it was manipulated, the fact that the... The opponents of America have said, that's it, we're taking control. If this stands, America's done. The Republic of America is over. There will never be another election in this country that can be trusted. If this stands, um, we're done. We're absolutely done as a nation. Not just with what Biden and his crew will try to do and, and destroy this nation, uh, but but just the fact that it was stolen, and we're gonna let that go, just the fact that we're gonna say that's a lie, and we're gonna let it stand, just like Santa Claus, it's going to have repercussions, and this is this is a nash this this is far the repercussions are being far more devastating. So I was very depressed, and the more. The more I thought about it, the more depressed I got. So I had to do, Brad, thank you for saying that. I just had to give it to God. I just had to go before God and say, you are my source. Politics are not my source. United States of America is not my source. My job is not my source. My family is not my source. Yahweh God, you are my only source. The more I thought about it, the more I thought, if this is truly persecution rising exponentially, about to blow up, then maybe that's what I need. Maybe that's what I need to force me to hit my knees, to take away all of my guilty pleasures, all of my selfishness, all of my laziness. Maybe that's what I need. To force me to hit my knees in a way I've never done before. And that actually encouraged me. That actually gave me hope. Is just the knowledge, the peace that came over me was saying, yeah, tribulation has to happen, but it's for the purifying of your soul. God is still in charge. And all, all, will result in holiness and righteousness and perfection. And that gave me great hope. And that is why I encourage you today, chase truth, chase truth, because truth is Yeshua. Chase truth, hate the lie, because the world hates the truth and loves the lie. And if that's where you are, and that is a revelation to yourself that you are following the world and not God. Chase truth, hunger for it, Brad. Do you, don't want to end if uh, you've got other, anything else to say. I kind of kind of ended on a monologue there. Didn't mean to.
0: No, I like it. I think that's a good spot to end. Chase truth. I think. Uh, I think that's. I think that's how we'll end it. Cool.
1: Yeah, I had so much more to say, but I think I'll save it for next time. And uh,
0: As always, this is Brad.
1: And this is Scott. And this, as always, has been Not About Us.